You're listening to The Gospel Underground, the only podcast that helps to develop artists for musical excellence and ministry propulsion. It features guests and tips that help empower artists to manage the business of music while being effective ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm your host, Janice Levine. So let's get this show started. Hey, everybody. On this week's episode of The Gospel Underground, we are welcoming Sirius XM radio host and Christian lifestyle blogger, Miss Mita Washington. Mita has been known as the smiling voice of Kurt Franklin's praise on Sirius XM Satellite Radio's gospel station for 18 years. As the host of The Middays, she brings the message of joy and hope to faithful followers nationally each day. She has been a nominee for the prestigious Stellar Gospel Award for Gospel Radio Announcer of the Year in 2012 and 2017. Mita began her journey into the entertainment industry while studying journalism in college. Since the start of her radio career, Mita has been firmly committed to building a community of listeners by creating several of the channel's long-standing features, including Tuesday Trivia, a weekly Bible quiz that encourages listeners to learn the Bible while having fun, and Let's Pray Together, dedicated solely to pairing church seekers with churches nationally. To further this effort, in 2013, she created letspraytogether.org, a free online national church search database, which currently houses over 5,000 churches nationwide. Mita has conducted countless interviews with a wide range of gospel artists and, cele- and celebrities, excuse me, as a member of the New York Women in Communications, the Alliance for Women in Media, and National Association of Black Journalists, and as a charitable supporter of Bibles for America. Mita is also the founder of ChurchFolksUnited.com, a Christian lifestyle blog. During the month of June, ChurchFolksUnited.com featured independent gospel artists and industry professionals offering great information and insight to individuals interested in being a part of the gospel music industry. So I just want to say a big and a warm welcome to the one and only Miss Mita Washington. Thank you so much for being a part. Thank you, Janice, for inviting me. Yes, I'm so excited. You are my very first guest right here on the Gospel Underground podcast, and I'm just so blessed and honored and excited to have you. Yay! (laughs) Well, I love being first. Glad to be invited. Yes. So I want you to just kind of go ahead and fill in the blanks and tell us more about who Mita Washington is and how you got involved in gospel music. Well, I didn't start out in gospel music. I was actually working for some some of the companies that were in New York City, um, MS Broadcasting, which is uh, Hot 97, and and also uh, 98.7 Kiss and CD 101, also uh, WBLS, which I first began in the industry as a secretary under um, Hal Jackson and also um, Peppy Sutton. Okay. Wow. Wow. So how did you get over to the gospel side? Well, let's just say that God decided gospel, you know, is the way that I should go. I was not actually trying out for gospel anywhere, but someone from uh, what was then CD radio happened to be listening as I was on a jazz channel, you know, helping out with a fun drive. And they suggested that when CD radio, which later became Sirius Satellite Radio and then Sirius XM Radio, mm-hmm. when it went live, they said, oh, try out, you know. So I wanted to find out, you know, like, what genres do you have available? And they said, well, we pretty much have filled everything except for gospel. Do you know anything about gospel? And I said, do I know anything about gospel? 
you know, I belong to four choirs. So as they say, you know, the rest was history from there. So, I mean, you know, gospel kind of selected me. You know, that is such a funny thing. I get asked all the time, you know, why did you sing gospel music? You know, you could have sung anything else. And it's just so funny that like God has a way of choosing you. You know, you have a path. And you oh, have- yeah. You have ideas as to what you want to do. And God is like, "Mm, I have something a little greater. So I always think that's cool. And I love to hear people's stories about, you know, how they came into gospel music. So I would love to hear more. Well, he took my love of music, actually. You know, I mean, I've always loved music as a child. Uh, My big brother introduced me to music as a child. He would take me to the record stores with him with the intentions on, you know, maybe picking up two albums. And as he turned his back, You know, I would be talking to the clerk and at the time they would actually play the music that you wanted to hear so that, you know, you can decide whether or not you wanted to buy it. And he'd turn around and I'd have like 1245 because that's what they were (laughs) then. I've had them stacked up and he'd go to pay for his two albums and they'd say, hey, she wants these too. And, you know, he always got them for me and, you know, he got me on my way with music. Oh, that is so beautiful. Such a blessing. He was feeding that gift that was already growing in That is so amazing. I love it. I love it. So I I definitely want to get a little bit more into your faith. Can you tell us about like your relationship with God? How did that develop? I know you said you were part of four choirs. Were you raised in church? Well, I was not actually raised in church. I came from a family that, you know, was from the Caribbean. They came here and they kind of you know, I don't want to say just stood to themselves, but they were Episcopalian. Mm-hmm. I later joined a Baptist church. And, you know, it's a, it's a different experience. You know, Episcopalians, they're very quiet worshipers. You know, the Baptists, they were beating the tambourines. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I like this, you know. So, um, you know, it was a little later in life that I actually, you know, started going on my own and to the denomination of my choice. Wow. Okay. All right. That's very interesting. It is very funny. The different denominations, you see such uh, different personalities and different ways of worship. So that's always been very intriguing to me. I come from an apostolic Pentecostal background. So we're even more. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. You got the drums. You got everything. Oh, (laughs) yes. We shout. We speak in tongues. We praise God. You know, we go all the way in. So it's it's always. And see, I grew up with fire and brimstone, that's all you need to know. <laughs> it's like, that's it. That's the consequence right there. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I heard a lot of that growing up too. You know, they, they preached about those last days and, you know, it definitely, uh, it, it shapes you as a person coming up. So yeah, I definitely. hear about those stories and how people came up um, and how they got to know God. So I kind of want to um, switch gears a little bit and let's talk about your career in radio. Tell us how you got started with radio. Well, you know, just again, I, you know, just happened to be at the right place at the right time. I wasn't even, you know, trying out. I never, you know, I've never done a demo tape. You know, people are saying, you know, when do I submit my demos? I'm like, I have no idea. You know, I've never done one. I actually had gone to school for journalism, but I was working in sales and marketing. I wasn't doing anything on air at all, nor did I have any aspirations to ever be on air. Um, when I was working at MS Broadcasting, just a few times they'd come and, you know, grab a staff member to do some commercials. Mm-hmm. And I started doing that. And, you know, I didn't think anything of it then. It wasn't like I had gotten bit by the bug. And I, I just kind of went on with sales and marketing. And, you know, until that moment where I had gotten involved with a jazz radio station and helping out 
with their program that somebody else heard me and said, hey, you know, I think you'd be great on the air. So, you know, basically it was like God put me there at that moment to do what he wanted to do to get me to where I am. Absolutely. And I definitely have to say that you are absolutely fabulous at what you do. I've had the, well, the privilege. You. Yeah, I've had the privilege to watch you live as well as listen to you every time my boyfriend and I get in the car. We have we have you on. Wow. We're like there she goes. I appreciate <laughs> well, yeah. I certainly always appreciate that. You know, I never take it for granted. You know, it's so important. Just like you said, you and your boyfriend had just gotten in the car at that moment. I have gotten testimonies from people who had said, I was just coming back from a cancer treatment. I just got in the car. The prognosis was not good. Mm. And I wasn't feeling good. And something that I said, you know, helped them to keep going. You know, heard mm. someone else say to me, you know, listen, I was, you know, I lost my job, you know, uh, I'm just about losing my home. Mm -hmm. Things are just not going well. And I decided to take my life. And then wow. I got in the car and heard something that you said when you said this, something that I might not have even taken, you know, thought about much, but they took it as something, you know, to help them, you know, it, it was their, their word to keep going. And that's why I'm always like conscious that when I'm on the air, you know, it's never about me or yeah. how I sound or what I'm going to say. I'm always conscious that at that moment, anywhere, anybody could be, you know, in any particular mindset mm -hmm. and, you know, God could be using any word that I say, you know, you know, whether it's a joke, you know, something to make somebody laugh, something yeah. to encourage somebody to help them say, I'm going to stay in this race. Amen. Amen. You know, we hear a lot of times people call a lot of different things ministries, but I just personally do believe that radio is a ministry. And I think that what you do Absolutely. is so important. And, you know, I didn't know this until I read your bio, but you are known as the smiling voice of Kurt Franklin's praise. And I think that is, yes, just so, yes. that is so perfect because just the way that your voice sounds, it is so warm. It is so comforting. And truly you do, you, 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 you have that voice and you have that presence on the air that that does inspire and just changes people's mind, wherever state of mind that they're in to make them feel like, you know what, let me just relax. Mita, she got me today. You know, she's going to play the song. She's going to say <laughs> yes. something great that just makes me feel good. I think that is so cool. How did you get that name? The smiling voice who gave it to you? Well, well, actually some of the listeners actually did because <laughs> they would so always cool. say, I can hear you smiling. I never thought about it, you know, yes. but it's when I'm there and I'm, I'm feeling you know, I'm feeling what I'm feeling. I'm ministering to myself first yes. and then to the people. And as I'm encouraging myself, you know, I say, hey, if it, if it can bless you along the way, then, you know, consider it a job well done. But um, a lot of folks say, I can hear you smiling. I said, wow, you know, that's a compliment right there. So that's, that's really where that came from, right from the listeners. Oh, that is perfect. It is absolutely true. They coined that one, hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> Oh, thank yes. you. So I would love for you to walk us through an average day of yours at work. Like what exactly do you do on an average day at work? Oh, wow. I don't even feel like there is an average day when it comes <laughs> to radio. I mean, there are hours in which I am actually on the air, but you know, you know, nowadays I prep different because there are things going on in the world that, you know, 
Christians, so there, there's some Christians that would rather just ignore everything that's going on around them and just say, that's well, you know, I'm just going to put it all in God's hands, but the Lord didn't put us in this world to, you know, just not, he, he tells us not to be of the world, but not to be ignorant of the world. You know, I yes. mean, you have to know what's going on. You know, it, the word tells us that we have to, you know, stay vigilant. You know, how could you Absolutely. stay vigilant if you're closing your eyes and your ears to everything going on around you and just saying, okay, well, other people will handle it and the Lord will handle the rest, you know? So now, you know, I kind of prep different based on, you know, what's happening with the times. People, you know, whether they are, you know, buying into what's going on or not, they're feeling it from others. And, you know, they're getting that pressure. A lot of people are feeling depressed, feeling hopeless, you know, feeling, you know, like there's no break. Mm -hmm. So, you know, now before I go on the air, you know, I'm very mindful of what's going on you know, so that I'm not just doing a same, I, I never do a same old, same old type of show, mm -hmm. you know, even if I have features that are, you know, regular in the program, I always make sure that I kind of tailor something to what else is going on so that people know that I'm connected and they're connected. Gotcha. Do you have any like rituals? Do you pray before you start? Do you read a favorite scripture? Are there any rituals that you do in prepping before you go on air? You know, I pray all day. There's some yeah. people that say, okay, now I'm going to pray. <laughs> I'm one of those folks that, you know, I, I talk to the Lord in plain talk. Like I'm talking to you, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't speak in no prose and rhymes and, you know, I don't, you know, talk to the rhythm and the beat. And stuff. <laughs> that, that's not, you know, I mean, for those that speak like that to the Lord, you know, all right, God bless you, do your thing. But I have real talks with the Lord and he has real talks with me. You know, I mean, he speaks to me in a way in which I understand. And if he hears me talking in some way that he doesn't hear me talking to my friends, and it's like, you know, come on, I know you. So I talk yeah. to him all day. You know, it's become habitual where it's not like, okay, I'm praying now. You know, gotcha. I'm just having a conversation all day with my friend. You know, as things are coming up, it doesn't matter. That's the thing. It doesn't have to be something big. It doesn't have to be something monumental happening, you know, or something that I have to go and address the Lord about because I've been talking to him all along. Amen. I, I know that's right. Okay. The Bible says we should pray without yeah. ceasing. So that is such yeah, a blessing. So I mean, I think when people hear pray without ceasing, they say, well, oh man, I better dedicate this 10 minutes now because it's time <laughs> to pray. Yeah. But um, I mean, if you are in the habit of talking to the Lord just regularly, you know, yes. as you're walking and consulting him about not just when something has come up, but if you're consulting him as you're going along and, you know, everything that concerns you concerns him. Absolutely. So, you know, I don't stop and pray before I go on the air. I've been talking, you know, all along. He knows what's already going on because I told him, <laughs> you know, I know, I've already that's right. expressed my concern. He knows it, but he hears it from me too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we even got started with the show, we kind of chatted a little bit. And um, as I've said, I've, I've had the opportunity to see you work in person. Um, and as a matter of fact, the first time my father and I met you, we kind of got a little bit of advice from you on how artists should approach radio. And I know this is a huge yeah. thing. Every artist wants and needs uh, airtime. So I kind of want you to talk about that a little bit. Do you control um, what 
music you play? If so, um, let us know how that works. If not, let us know who does. And give us some advice on how artists should approach radio. How do, how do we go about getting our music played? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked that. You know, because people just assume because you're the one that they hear on the air yes. that you're the one that's selecting songs. And, you know, I have had people say, hey, I sent you my music. Did you listen to it? And I'm like, you sent it where? Because I don't even have a mailbox <laughs> at the radio station. You what? know, the channel has like, you know, over 200, um, you know, stations. So, you know, obviously everybody could not have a mailbox. So that, I mean, that's just like one thing. But I feel like people work out of desperation, like I'm going to get it to you and, you know, then it's going to get on the air. Yeah. But I don't actually do anything with airplay at all. That's, you know, something, you know, that our programming department handles. But it's not like, okay, everybody's going to go rushing to Sirius XM's programming department because I asked people, I said, do you listen to the station? Because if you listen to the station, then you get an understanding of the music that we do play. It's not turning anybody away but it's a subscription. It's a paid subscription base. And, you know, people are paying for a subscription. They're not trying to hear Earl and the Deaconeers. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. you know, it's a national broadcast and people are more comfortable paying and hearing people that they know. You're going to hear the Donnies. You're going to hear the Marvin Sass. Yes. You're going to hear Leandra. And that's not to say that you will never, ever hear anybody. But for the most part, you know, anyone who listens to our broadcast, the majority of the music is people that you know. So if you're only hearing people that you know, then chances are that may not be an indie-friendly friendly station. And it's not to say that we are not friendly and we don't want your music, <laughs> you know. But, yeah. you know, you have to seek out the channels that make sense for you. You know, I mean, before you even get to that point, I think that's a, a definitely an issue for a lot of you know, indie artists that Absolutely. they feel that as soon as they got something on tape, they got to go and be on air. You know, you, you may not be ready to be there yet, you know? Yeah. So before you go rushing with that, you know, you have to, you know, do your homework, take the steps and, you know, then go forward in that direction. But, you know, just for the record, no, please don't anybody send me anything <laughs> because I, I got plenty of music to listen to. Let me tell you, hundreds and hundreds of times a day, people oh say, goodness. I got something that's going to bless you, you know, and, you know, I'm sure it would, but guess what? I got plenty of music on my own, you know, to listen to that I don't get a chance to listen to. You figure that each CD probably has about 15 tracks, 12 to 15, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe more depending. And, you know, with all the artists that are out here now, if you've named like five of the popular artists right now, that's already like over a hundred tracks you know, yes. in which to listen to. So, you know, people have to be mindful that, you know, there's a lot of noise to cut through. That's my point in saying that, you know, that even if you approach somebody that is an indie friendly, you know, type station, there's a lot of noise to cut through because there are a lot of people out there. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you got the church standing up and clapping every Sunday. But guess what? So does everybody else. You know, I know a gazillion people that sing, you know. <laughs> I mean, I carry a good tune, but I'm, I'm not out there trying to be an indie artist. So, you know, you know let's, be, let's be real. 
Got you. No, I really, really wanted to ask that question because, you know, radio still has such a strong impact on the success oh, yeah. of an artist. Um, and I know that the internet has come in and swept in with streaming and all of this stuff, but radio is still so important and so prevalent. So I think that that was a, a question that probably a lot of indie artists would definitely love to know. So I kind of want to dig a little bit deeper into that. And um, so I'm an indie sure. artist. I'm great. I have a lot of traction. I have a great following online. My song is radio ready. What is something that would, if you can answer this question, what is something that would attract the program director and say, you know what, let me give time to this record and and consider it? Well, it's not always consistently a program director. See, that's okay. the thing. You know, each ra- radio station or internet station works differently. You know, there are actually some stations where you can go to the jock and, you know, if you're part of a, you know, if you're near a radio station that's in a smaller market, um, you know, chances are you might know your your local, you know, DJ and mm-hmm. perhaps can, you know, ask them, can you play my record? You know, even if it's during the wee hours or whatever, you know, any airplay is better than not, you know, if yes. you're starting out. So, I mean, it's, it actually is better. I, I usually recommend that someone speaks with a professional, you know, that can kind of say, okay, I can introduce it for you. You know, somebody that's already, you know, has some traction in the industry. You know, like you mentioned for yourself, social media is very important. And, you know, you creating a buzz is, you know, on your own. You know, there are no record labels or places that are going to just take you kind of green. You know, yeah. they, they at this point, everybody needs for you to be a packaged artist ready to go. You know, that you have your own following already, you know, that you're already, you know, uh, kind of polished for, you know, time to go for interviews and and, and times like that. But um, it's just kind of important to have like maybe someone, you know, professional, you know, on my blog, I mentioned Gerard Bonner of Bonafide Radio. He actually does consulting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he is excellent. And in addition to, you know, what he has been doing. He works with indie artists and, you know, he has been, you know, giving consulting services. So he's just one such person in the business that actually takes the time to, you know, speak with indie artists and say, okay, this is where you are and this is what your next step should be. Yeah. Okay. So someone like a consultant or possibly a PR person would be be great to help. And your PR person, you know, as great as your spouse may be, I have had people that said, well, my <laughs> husband, well, my, my, my wife. And as soon as you say those words to me, it just screams of being unprofessional. You know, I mean, if you're related to the person that's speaking for you, they should, the person that they're addressing should never, ever know that relationship. Got you. you know, got you. They, they should just, you know. They, they should know. It just doesn't sound good. You know, there are a lot of husbands and wives working together in the business or cousins or whatever, but you shouldn't go, well, my husband or my wife, you know, it's just kind of, <laughs> yeah, you're laughing. It just sounds no, I, that Yeah, way. I, I totally you know? understand. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny though, because we hear stories like Beyonce and her dad and, um, I don't know, maybe they just had something a little extra because from what I understand in their story, he completely quit his job. He did thorough research. You know, he was taking seminars Absolutely. and classes. Then he dived in. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. Ma- told- yeah. Matthew went in. He did. Yeah. But yeah. he was a businessman all along. And, you know, you never heard him saying, 
you know, Beyonce's dad. You know, that was never, you know, the draw to the business. I mean, people <laughs> knew that on the back end. But, yeah. you know, he never called up anybody. So, you know, I'm Beyonce's dad. I sincerely <laughs> doubt it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I totally And understand. then let me just say this to the folks, because a lot of people, you know, kind of connect with their, you know, ministers and bishops and pastors. That's and, true. you know, they may know somebody might know somebody in the business, but guess what? Your pastor is not your, your artist rep. That does not translate, you know, as the same thing as a manager. You know, this, he or she may be able to manage a church well, but um, industry business is something totally different. And you know, it's so funny. That is so true. Um, I, I, I see so many people who kind of get plugged in through their pastor or through someone in, in the ministry. And I've, ever nat- I've actually never really even talked about that, but that is so true. I think it's because um, a lot of these organizations are really, really big and there are a lot of people within them. So I guess sometimes it feels easy to go that route. But no, you really want to have somebody that is a professional in this industry and who can really connect you and, and, you know, make sure that you're plugged into the right places and people. Absolutely. You know, it would save folks a whole lot of money. You know, (laughs) it really would. And, you know, honestly, there are a lot of times where it's like you only get a first time. They say a first chance to make a first impression. That's the truth. It is just so true. And I'll just share this short, short story with you all. You know, don't be so desperate to, you know, get in contact with people that you you become obnoxious. You know, I had an individual that I happened to be on Facebook Messenger. You know, it was right before my mother passed away. I was, you know, not really able to sleep well. And, you know, just had this habit of, you know, just checking, you know, social media sometimes to see if I had to respond to any of the listeners on anything. And this woman had reached out to me on Messenger and basically said, you know, um, since you're up, it's like three o'clock in the morning, since you're up, here's something for you to listen to you know, that'll bless you or something like that. And, you know, I try not to block people. You know, I give people a chance. You know, God gives us grace. I try to give people grace. And, you know, that was beyond that, my grace point. And she just got straight to block. But I said, you know what? I was going to make sure to share that story with anybody that's thinking about, you know, approaching anyone in the business. Another thing is that if you get a chance to go to a conference, if you see someone who is, you know, major, like say a major recording artist. Yeah. I say my friend, Pastor Donnie McClurkin, you know, he and I were standing there talking once and, you know, there was somebody, we could both see them standing in the shadow there trying to jockey on how to get in on the conversation. And, you know, if you do get a chance to talk to somebody, don't let it be, you know, my, my end game here is about getting my music in their hands. or getting them to call me to talk about, you know, this is your time to glean information. Leave people with a good, you know, taste in their mouths about you and they will remember you, you know. I mean, I have had people literally try to hot potato a CD in my hand and run off, you know, (laughs) like, okay, she's got it. So it's going to get on the air. And I don't want to say what actually happened with it, but uh, (laughs) that's not quite what happened, you know. Oh, my goodness. You know. Just being honest with the folks tonight, you know, you got to be cool with how you do things. Um, Another time I had gone to a conference and um, 
I saw a gentleman, you know, coming up the hall, and we were all there for the same thing. It was a faith-based conference, mm-hmm. and I said hello, and he kind of was cool to me. He, I mean, he did. It didn't matter who I was, you know, but you know, I just said hello, and he was kind of cool. So, you know, he would happen to be sitting behind me at this conference, and Kirk Franklin got on the stage, and you know, he started saying, "Oh, I saw Mita here somewhere," or something like that. And I started waving, you know, and, you know, then people recognized and saw who I was. Didn't think anything else more about it. Well, his Mm -hmm. son was an artist that happened to be, you know, uh, he was an unsigned artist. And, you know, he was doing something in this, you know, um, sort of concert just for a moment. So then as we're sitting there, the guy is literally like tapping me on my shoulder to try to slide me a CD. Wow. And I said to myself, are you kidding me? You didn't even want to say hello (laughs) in the hallway. And now, you know, so I go places. I actually, I never, you know, I don't introduce myself. You know, I just kind of go places because I go there. I don't go there. It adds me to Washington. You know, I go to a concert and I listen like everybody else, you know. So how you are when you meet somebody speaks volumes, you know. As to how you represent. So you never know who anybody is. That's the point I'm getting around to. Don't assume that somebody's not high up in the ranks or whether they're high up or low. You don't know who's connected to who. And you get that one chance. You let me tell you, I said that a bad reputation can spread like gospel. That's the truth. That That is so. You don't want that. Because I will be very frank. Gospel industry is very cliquish. You know, and, you know, those who are in are in. And, you know, if the word gets in that, you know, you're a problem or, you know, whatever, you know, unfortunately, it spreads. Absolutely. People ask people about each other. Oh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. I think for a lot of people, they assume that because it's the gospel music industry that it's any different than the regular music industry, but it's not. No. Um, and a lot of the, the same rules apply, you know, and you have to be professional. You have to uh, be careful about your reputation and how you present yourself and, and how you speak to people. So I'm so glad that you shared that information. Um, I'm certainly an advocate of independent gospel music and independent gospel artists. So I so appreciate that kind of information information because although we are independent that doesn't mean that we're less than and doesn't mean that we should carry ourselves less than we should be just as professional just as prepared and just as educated as someone who signed to a major record label so I just want to say thank you well see I think that that's well that's actually something that you know I wanted to clarify that too about being an indie artist you know there are major um artists who yes. have made the decision to become indie artists and Absolutely. indie artist doesn't mean that you have not had the experience and nobody has picked you up yet yeah. i mean there are people like anita wilson who mm-hmm. you know was with a major label and made the decision to you know be indie i had fred hammond just yesterday out there at no it was yeah it was yesterday at the um essence music festival he told me he decided to become an indie gospel artist. Wow. Now, you know, who doesn't know Fred? You know? Okay, he's you a legend. But I'm else about gospel music. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, being an indie art, there's no shame in yeah. saying I'm an indie gospel artist. You all are in good, good, good company. Excellent company. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just so appreciate it. Ja'Kalen Carr. Yes. You know, Ja'Kalen Carr. It's all about being in control of your own destiny, but you have to know how to do it. Absolutely. And I remember you hosted her listening party here in New York City. Um, and you did an yes. amazing job wow. with her. 
And I was, it was so funny Thank because you. I hadn't, I had a notion that she was indie, but I wasn't 100% sure. Um, and then you guys began to talk about that. And I just, I just really mm-hmm. appreciate your support for the independent gospel artists as well. Um, because it's truly exactly what you said. We are in great company. And I just think it's so oh, interesting yeah. the turn that um, things are taking. A lot of major artists are choosing, like you said, my man Fred, I love Fred Hammond, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fred, oh, yeah. Anita Wilson. That's my- um, brother i love him yes yeah jj harrison i went to his listening party as well and he announced that he, mm-hmm. he went to indie so i think it's yep. an amazing yep. thing so since we are oh, talking yeah. about um independent gospel music we know that you have a blog called churchfolksunited.com um and yes this, ma'am yeah i was really really i noticed a lot of the things that you were posting in the month of june it was really focused on independent gospel music i would love for you to tell us um about the inspiration behind starting the blog and just tell us what you're doing with it now and what's to come with it well the inspiration behind starting the blog i just felt that you know church people you know, they needed to talk about real things, you know, we get amongst each other and we talk about church things, but you know, there's some real things happening out there in the world that need to be addressed. Um, I had Ty Tribbett, you know, on there on one of the articles discussing bullying, you know, he had, you know, opened up to us that he had been bullied as a child, you know, and as a Christian, you know, how do you talk to children, you know, even adults, how do you deal with bullying? There are bullies in the workplace, bullies in church, bullies in school. And, you know, how do we deal with it? How do we handle it? I thought it was very important to hear, you know, him express that one Christian to another. He's also a pastor as well. You know, so there, there are just things that, you know, people need to know. Like, um, actually this week I have Erica Campbell, you know, talking about, um, the fibroids awareness month, you know, July is fibroids awareness month. And she just recently had the surgery actually just, you know, just a few months back, you know, in March. And, you know, she's sharing that experience. I mean, we know these people for their musical abilities and, you know, we see them with other talents, but, you know, to hear them talk about real, you know, crisis topics or issues, you know, it's very, very important. It really, really is. And I love how you are um, leveraging the space that you're in to bring up these conversations. As you said, Ty Tribbett spoke about bullying, and now you have Erica for this month speaking um, about fibroids awareness. I think that is genius. Um, It it keeps you true to what you do, but also gives you an opportunity to expand. Um, And gives your your fan base an opportunity to see some of the people that they admire in one space, see them in another light, and be able to, you know, relate to them and connect to them on that level as well. I thought that was really, really genius. And I also include people who are not necessarily, you know, that they're not artists. Yeah. Um, I have Kelvin Beecham Jr., who is actually on the Jets, um, the New York Jets. He plays as a right. you know, professional football player. And I wanted him to discuss, you know, what it is to be a Christian in the workplace. Yes. You know, how do you walk that fine line of, you know, they tell you don't mix politics or religion with your workspace. Mm. Um, but yet, you know, a lot of companies these days put a lot of emphasis on being a team player, mm-hmm. you know, and they expect you to do certain things, go certain places that may not, you know, be places that you feel comfortable going. How do you express that without looking as though, you know, you're not willing 
to be a part of the group, part of, you know, what's going on with the job activities and not affect your job, you know. So, I mean, what better person to speak to than somebody that, you know, you got the rough language in the, the locker room. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you're out there with, with men. You know, we hear our, our, our illustrious president talk about locker room talk <laughs> and boys talk. Well, you got a football player that says, you know, not so. I'm a Christian and these are things you know, that they do things in which I draw the line and say, you know, this doesn't reflect who I am. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I love that. I love um, how you are like bridging the gap a bit. You know what I mean? We, we yeah, do. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. As a church, we do tend to talk about um, like scripture only or, or just church things only. But, you know, I believe that. And that's not what, what we're talking about for the rest of the week. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. everybody. Stop pretending. You know that ain't what we're talking about. I also had a piece in there about saved and savings, and that will be an ongoing piece. Um, You know, I mean, we need to know how to handle our finances. There are things that come up with credit. And, you know, I have something that's coming up, um, um, Thy Will Be Done, talking about how to um, prepare wills. That's not just for people that have a state, you know. There are just too many people out there now, unfortunately, that are depending on GoFundMe. You know, mm-hmm. when things happen, you know, they figure I don't have the money to do it. You know, that you got families fighting at funerals, you know, fighting so before sad. somebody's deceased over things. So, I mean, just things like that to help people out. Absolutely. You know, we we don't talk about scripture 24-7, but, you know, God came that we might have life, we might have it more abundantly. So that's, in my, in my mind, that means we're supposed to live. So you take that scripture and you Absolutely. apply it to life, but you you live, you know what I mean? So I think oh, yeah. Church United does, a, does an amazing job. And it's so funny, I said bridging the gap, and it's called Church Folks United. That wasn't intentional. It's just, you know, you're doing such a great yes. job. That. Yeah, I really, really appreciate that. Oh, thank that. you. Absolutely. Now, as you said, you know, all of June was dedicated to, yes, you know, ma'am. indie gospel artists. Yes. And, you know, actually it was Black Music Month. I figured I'd take that month and turn it into indie month. Yes. And I, I actually stretched it for the month of June into the very first week of July. So I figured, you know, it was such a intense type of conversation, something I was very passionate about, you know, helping so many people that have so many questions you know, try to get some direction on, you know, what they should do. Um, Ja'Kayla Carl was the first yeah. person, mm-hmm. you know, talking about the, the business of gospel. Her father's actually her manager, but the entire family, yeah. you know, is a part of her Lungeal, um label, you know. So, I mean, the entire family's invested, you know, her immediate family, her mother and her sister and her brother and her father, yes. they're all invested in her success and they're invested in each other. Absolutely. You know, so I, yeah, so I had her, um, I also had Javon Inman, you know, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, what do you do when you're not on stage? You know, it's not like, okay, they're playing my, my record on the, on the, on the radio. And now, you know, let the, let the blessings come flooding in in terms of <laughs> financial blessing. You know, he's talking about the fact that he's still working as an IT person yes. and, you know, He's very proud of it. The fact that he said, listen, until the Lord says, you know, this is how I can, you know, sustain myself financially without the extra help. He said, this is what he will continue to do. And his record plays on our station on a regular, you know, so, you know, it's things like that. Um, I had Anita Wilson talking about the difference between being an indie artist and also being, you know, a signed artist. 
And then I had Ty Scott Records, who is a label. You know, it's an yeah. independent gospel Legendary. label. Legendary that, label. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they've got Anthony Brown. They've got um, Todd, uh, let me see. They, they got Todd. I don't want to call the wrong Tasha. <laughs> I just pictured in my mind. Yeah, I'll go with Tasha. Todd. You know, I mean, they just have an amazing roster of people that we all know. And, you know, I asked them, I said, okay, so, you know, when an artist comes to you, what are you looking for? Yes. You know? So, I mean, that's some, that, that's information that you probably pay a whole lot of money going to conferences oh, to hear yes. and may or may not hear it. And I'm giving it to you right there on the blog for free. Absolutely. So you guys, if you have not already, please go check out churchfolksunited.com. There is a slew of information there for you. Um, and as she said, the entire month of June, a little bit into July, was dedicated to independent gospel music and independent gospel artists. So yeah, this is information that you would have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for from consultants and as well as conferences and all that good stuff. And you're getting it right there on churchfolksunited.com. So thank you, thank you, thank you a thousand times over. I so, so appreciate that. Oh, you are welcome. And they're getting it directly from the artist. I mean, you yes. don't get an opportunity to talk to the artist yourself and hear what they have to say. And, you know, I try to do my best to bring it to, you know, bring it to you all directly. Absolutely. I really loved uh, the the post where Anita Wilson was speaking. I thought it was so interesting, her perspective from being signed to a major label and to being an independent gospel artist now. I just thought it was so good. So you guys, if you haven't read it already. Oh, she's a businesswoman. Oh, oh yes, she's she a is. businesswoman. Yes, she oh, is. Yeah. And she is making her mark, honey. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You all need to check that out. That's right. Yes. So I definitely want to kind of get into some little fun stuff. You have had the opportunity okay. to, to so many different gospel artists, so many different celebrities. Who has been your favorite person to interview thus far? Oh, wow. E. <laughs> I don't have a, I don't have a one favorite person. Okay, give um, us a few. All right. Well, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about a music person because everybody be listening <laughs> and going, hey, she didn't say me. So yeah. You know what? I'm not gonna say a music person at all. I'm gonna say Tyler Perry because Tyler, oh, wow. you know, he tried to catch me off guard. He didn't try to. I think he knew we were gonna be on the same page from the very beginning wow. because um, when we were talking, you know, it was when he first released his um, Halloween picture, Boo. Okay. And um, he, you know, I said to him, I said, um, I heard that Medea was, was, you know, she was here in the building, but she's having some trouble downstairs uh -oh. with security. You oh know, I said, you know, I tried to tell Medea she can't come in here with all that stuff that she can't. And he jumped right into the Medea character, <laughs> you know, you know, like, like as though he came, but like she came bustling in there. You know, after after oh being hustled up by the security, and you know, I I just love that about him, that you know he was just ready to roll with whatever you came with. <laughs> wow, I know that had so to be. He was definitely one of my favorites. Wow. All right. So, if there was someone that you could interview who was deceased or alive, someone that you are just like waiting to interview, who might that be? Hmm. Deceased or alive deceased? now? Yes. Oh wow! <laughs> Deceased or alive? Wow! I never got a chance. Well, no, God, <laughs> Mahalia Jackson. Oh wow! I wasn't you expecting know, that one. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, because I look back and I go, wow, so many people have drawn their inspiration from her, the artists yes. themselves. So why not go to the source? You know, I mean, she did so much for the gospel music industry. And I think that sometimes, you know, the new school folks kind of, you don't want to say, all right, we're past that. You yeah. know, we don't want to hear that anymore. But there's history there. And there are things in which she had to endure, yes. you know, for us to be able to do what we do today, you know, and for her, it wasn't just singing in church or singing for church people or singing for concerts, but, you know, she sang for a movement, you know, yes, a, a movement to, you know, the, the civil rights time, you know, with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., you know, just being his favorite singer and, and being the person to encourage people during times which they needed to stress. Here we are again, people that need to be encouraged in each strength. You know, you have people on TV, you know, like attorney Jeff Sessions that are using scripture, you know, to support things that are just so heartless. And, you know, I say, you know, if they're going to bring, if people are going to bring religion to the forefront, then people who are Christians need to step forward and speak for themselves. Amen and amen again to that. That was really, really great. I wasn't expecting that one, but you made so much sense <laughs> with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the sister alive, that's a big question. Yeah. But yeah, she is truly a pioneer and a legend of gospel music. Yes. So I would love to yes, know. Yes, I mean, she speaks to where, I'm sorry. But no, I was okay. thinking about that again because she surprised me too. But she just speaks to <laughs> where we've come from yes. and, you know, the hope that we had going forward. Absolutely. And especially when you speak about her um, singing during the times when people were fighting for rights, it's so scarily similar to even to now. So I can imagine some of the things that she would say um, about the current state that we're in in 2018. So that would be amazing. Man, we still be holding on to God's unchanging hand. I know, you know? that's right. I okay. mean, we, we need to we need to hear that and continue to hold on to that ourselves. That is the truth. So I would love to know your thoughts. There is so much going on within the gospel music industry, whether you are indie or major or wherever you are um, in the gospel music industry space. I would love to know mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on the current state of gospel music? Um, what do you think some things were doing good? And what do you think about some of the things that we could improve on? Well, you know, some of the things that we are doing good, I mean, I, I'm glad that gospel you know, has not stated that, you know, people are embracing, you know, some of the J.J. Harrison's and the Thai trips that they yeah. are still reaching, reaching the people. You know, I mean, there's so many artists and they're still embracing, you know, the artists that we know. Look at, look at Shirley Caesar with yeah. her greens and beans. And, you know, I mean, yeah. who, who would have ever thought, you know, but I think some of the things that we're doing still is, you know, I mean, there are artists that are bringing on, you know, people that are not traditionally associated with gospel music. And, you know, people feel like they got to take a side about it. You know, you got Snoop Dogg, who came out with a Bible of love. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the Clark sisters and and Bishop Ransell, these folks wouldn't have signed on to no foolishness. So, you know, I mean, for him to come out with that project and to use these people, you know, this is not, I, th- I think people got nervous thinking that, oh, now he's going to be a gospel artist after he did what he did, what he did. <laughs> Listen, now all of us done did some things too, 
but you know, I mean, you know, look at the, you have to look at the facts. He's not trying to be a gospel artist. You know, he is a rapper. He's going to continue to be a rapper. He did the project to honor his grandmother who introduced him to faith. And with, with all the things that he has, you know, you know, gone through in his life, he never, ever, ever, you know, let God be far from his consciousness. And we got to be, you know, we got to keep God in our consciousness when we're judging, you know, the people that are doing things. Let, let, let the Lord handle these things. You know, he's, he's well equipped to handle, you know, what he's happy with and what he's not. You know, we're always quick to say, oh, the Lord isn't happy with this and he's not happy. You know, I mean, you know, come on, we can look and say what we think, but I mean, you don't know how the Lord is using anyone in any situation to reach people. You know, he is reaching people that, you know, I'm not out there to reach, you know, rappers. I'm not, I don't know these people. I haven't been these places. I have not had those experiences of being in a gang and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. You know, he's reaching some people that are looking and saying, hey, I know you identify with your brand and you're talking about the Lord. So, hey, good enough for you. Good enough for me, too. You never know. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, I needed an alternative, you know, thought process. Or my grandmother also, you know, spoke to me about the Lord. But, you know, here you are really, you know, standing there and, and, and talking about it. Um, you have um, you have Tasha Cobbs Leonard that had, you know, she has a relationship with Nicki Minaj. You know, people are like, oh, my God, oh, my God. But, you know, just when you hear how the relationship started and, you know, how Nikki goes to Tasha and, and, you know, she says, I thank you for not being ashamed of me. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, share the faith and you're not ashamed to speak to me about Christ. We ought not be ashamed to talk to anybody, to be able to reach out to anybody with our gift. If you have the gift of song, you know, you shouldn't say it's only exclusive to other Christians. Got you. So, you know, that's my thing. You know, let the message go where it goes. Let the Lord handle where it goes. You know, we don't have to worry that the right person isn't carrying. You don't know who the right person is, you know. And that's not to say that I'm going with everything that's going. You know, that that's not true. I just trust the Lord to be able to handle his world, you know, that he created. Amen. And everything within it. And everything within it. Amen. Amen. I I like that perspective. We got to trust God um, with his world. You know, he created it and ultimately. Yeah. Everything that's within it, every person that's within it, you know, I mean, there's nothing that's happening. That's a surprise to him. You know, we have to be able to, you know, move with the times. We got to get outside, get out of the pews and get to the people, you know? So, (laughs) I mean, we formed this club that's so exclusive amongst ourselves that that you cannot reach people. You know, we're on such a plateau that's so high that we can't even reach it ourselves. So people need to know that we're tangible, that we're real people. You know, I always let people know I'm real people. You know, you come Mm -hmm. to me, the meter that you get on the air is the meter that you're gonna get if you, you know, talk to me on the street. You know, I love the Lord. You know, I'm never, ever going to deny him. He's never, ever going to be able to say that, you know, at any point, you know, I did not say I loved him and I served him with everything in me, you know. But, I mean, we got to be real to people that when we're messing up or, you know, something else is going on that, you know, doesn't seem Christ-like to everybody, you know. We have to give everybody, give each other a chance. 
Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we are and winding. I don't know where that came from, but I think somebody <laughs> needed to hear that. Okay. It's all right. <laughs> well, I'm like telling you. <laughs> so we're winding down here, but I don't want to let you go before we get to our okay. final four. These are the final four questions that I like okay. to ask my guests. So you are the first one to answer them. Yay. Yay. <laughs> So the first question is, what is a practice of yours that helps keep you motivated and moving forward in ministry? I look back at what the Lord has done. Um, I think a lot of people tend to, you know, be in a crisis and the Lord helps them through it and they get in another crisis and it's like, you know, they're looking at the Lord fresh with fresh eyes for the first time. You have to remember what he's brought you through. Yes. Hold on to that. That'll help you to build your faith, no matter what it looks like. And, you know, I just always want to remember, you know, what he's helped me with. You know, anytime I get into trouble, get into a crisis, and I start to panic, we all panic from time to time, look back and say, wow, I didn't think I could make it through this or that, but this is how the Lord helped me. So that's how I stay motivated. You know, I look, it's okay to look back. Look yeah. back, remember, and move forward. Yeah, there's an old song that used to say, look where he brought me from. And I find myself doing that Amen. from time to time. I get a little stressed or anxious and I'm worried. I'm like, wait a minute. God brought me from here to there so he can certainly bring me from out of this. So, yes, I appreciate yeah. that. All right, the next question. Since what we do within the gospel music industry is not strictly business but also ministry, I would like to know how do you define success? Well, for me, defining success is I take the temperature of God's people. I mean, since I connect with the people on a daily basis, if, I, if my presence with these people is not encouraging them, if they're not coming back to me and giving me feedback that said, hey, you know, you helped me or something that you said or something that you did, you know, the people let me know, you know, gotcha. I mean, if I am making, you know, God's people feel cold, you know, that I know I'm not, you know, that's not success. You know, I judge my success on whether or not I am successful in, you know, bringing the word, you know, yes. it's not for me personally to be successful. You know, God is going to give me whatever measure of success that I need, whatever I can handle. You know, what I handle now is definitely not what I could have handled maybe 20 years ago. So mm. I don't sit there and worry about, you know, what sort of success I'm going to get out of it. The Lord will take care of that. But, you know, my success is in dealing with his people because he trusted me with his people. So if I see that people are, you know, as long as they're being led properly, if I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, then that's success for me. Amen. I love that. Taking the temperature of the people and seeing the results from them. I love that. I love, love, love that. That's we get right. so we get so caught up sometimes on ourselves and we don't ever check to see, hey, is what I'm doing, is it representing yeah. God? Do they see God in me? Are they being changed by the God in me? I love, love, love yeah. that. I'm like, going to drop that car down still connected to yeah, yeah, is the car still connected to the horse or are we still like, like, like riding along, you know? That's right. And, and, and left the goods behind. That yeah. is right. That is right. All right. So our third question, what piece of advice would you give an artist on prioritizing business and ministry? Sometimes we blur the lines, but how do you, how do you prioritize it? How do you not let one get Be over the other? 
Listen, seek ye first the kingdom of God, you Matthew six thirty three. Yes. You know, I mean, that's all you need right there. You know, I mean, it shouldn't be where you are getting so caught up in, you know, I'm looking for my time to be successful and have my name in life. You know, you may never have your name in life. Amen. You know, a lot of people are afraid to hear that are singers that are indie artists or gospel artists in general, you may not be on the big stage. You know, well, how would you feel if you found out the Lord told you today that you're supposed to still be, you know, in there directing the youth choir? Amen. You know, the Lord needs people in, in churches. He needs them in various places. Amen. And, you know, having to get the song does not mean that you need to, or everybody is not going to be on the big stage. And that does not mean that you're any less than anybody, that the Lord does not want to use you. Because there are places that, you know, you are needed that's not necessarily up underneath the lights. Amen. Amen. Oh my goodness. I love it. Y'all better take heed because that was some, that was some advice right there. <laughs> yeah. If he tells you tomorrow that you're not going to be a star, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to stop loving him. You're going to stop worshiping him and serving him. You know, you, yeah. know, you better understand that, you know, everybody's calling is not going to be the same. There are people like myself that never expected or wanted to be, yes. you know, anywhere in the spotlight doing anything. I was a behind the scenes person. Same thing with, you know, there are a lot of singers that they started out doing something entirely different. Yes. And, you know, situations and circumstances, you know, put them in the spotlight. Corinne Hawthorne, who I spoke to over the weekend, mm -hmm. you know, she had a YouTube that, that went viral. So did um, Kalante Gavin. Yes. You know, I mean, everybody's not going to be discovered, the world's group, you know? Yeah. But um, this is what the Lord wanted them to do. And because he designed that calling for them, you know, they're not going to fail. You know, he put them there. Amen. Amen. Yes, that is so, so true. I think Jonathan McReynolds is a great example of that. He talked about oh, how... Yes. He was not trying to be a singer. He, you know, he said he was a broke oh, no. student and he was trying to give gifts to his family. And he just made little songs and somebody passed it to somebody else. And next thing he know, his music was on the radio. So, so oh, yeah. he first oh, yeah. kingdom of God. Um, I love that. You know, you have to just be open and yielded to God's will, whatever it is he has for you to do and whatever stage. That's right. On, because at any stage God puts you on is important. Okay. Whether you sing it in front right. of millions or whether you sing it in front of the 10 in your church, it is or if you're in a Or if you're in a nursing home singing That's to people right. that are sick, trying yes, to make them well, you know, the, the Lord, he doesn't make mistakes. He does all things and does them well. So, Amen. I mean, I accept wherever he puts me, wherever he decides I should be next, you know, and, you know, indie gospel artists, you know, since we're talking that industry, you know, don't, don't worry about it if success does not look the same for you as it does for someone else. You know, there's some people in church that I think sing way better than <laughs> uh, a lot of folks. Yeah. You know, I don't want to say Beyonce, you know, <laughs> I love that she's a performer, but I know some folks that can sing circles around her, okay, yeah. that are right there in the church. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the church is where they belong to bless people. Amen, amen, and amen. And as I said, wherever God puts you, it is important because all souls Amen. matter. Every soul matters to God. So if he uses you to bless that, That's soul, right. that was important. So amen. That's right. All right. So we are down to our That's last right. question. Um, All right. And the last okay, question is this. What area can myself and the listening audience support you in your business, in your ministry and prayer? I definitely want to make it a point to pray for each and every person that comes on this show. 
um, because it's all about God and building up the kingdom of God. So how can we support you in prayer? Do you have a prayer request? That's the question. (laughs) Well, my prayer request probably is to, you know, I want to be able to continue to see the opportunities that God puts before me. I mean, I am, you know, my whole ministry has been dedicated to trying to help the people, you know, it has not been so much, you know, about, you know, success has not been, you know, something I've been chasing after at any point, but Mm -hmm. just um, using various platforms to be able to, you know, just help the kingdom in general. You know, keep, keep God's people together. So, you know, our people are like, unfortunately, are flooding out of the churches faster than they're coming in. And we need That's to be truth. able to find a way to connect on just simple levels. You know, we don't have to all be up in the heavens in our thinking and our thoughts and our, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, God's, his, his thoughts are always going to be higher than ours. But where we are, we need to be able to connect with each other. So that's, you know, that's the prayer that I want. Continue to, you know, allow me to connect people to each other and to God. And, and that's all I need. Amen. Amen. And I am certainly going to be praying for you. And our listening audience will be praying for you, you as well. I'm really serious about that. I was, I was raised up off of prayer and I believe in praying for one another. So I just want to say, yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being my and very I am first praying guest. for you. Thank you. Yes, I, I appreciate that. I love that honor. Yes. When you to get to your thousand of guests, I'll still be the first. And I'm yes, so happy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I so appreciate you for being on. It was so much fun. You, you made it so easy. You have been such a joy. I cannot let you leave. Oh, thanks, Janine. Oh, thank you. I can't let you leave without you telling us your social media. How can people get in contact with you? Definitely mention your blogs and everything. Well, let me tell you, you can get me all kind of places on Facebook. <laughs> I have um, two pages under my name, Mita Washington, and that's spelled M-E-T-A, Mita Washington. I have Mita Page 2 Washington on Facebook. I also am on Instagram under uh, Mita.Washington on Twitter, at Mita Washington. Um, I also have my Let's Pray Together page on the Facebook. Anybody looking for a church? You know, make sure you go to my website, letspraytogether.org. Or if you represent a church, want to make sure that your church is out there as a resource for somebody looking for a church. It's a nationwide church search database, letspraytogether.org. Totally free to the people. Also free to the people is my blog, churchfolksunited.com. Each and every Monday, I have a new article coming up, a new topic. It's never like, okay, this is what's coming up. You know, I try to keep it, you know, relevant, fresh, just things that people need, Christians need. Amen. So Amen. you can go to churchfolksunited.com. That's free. That's from my heart. I always, you know, I'm open to people. I try to answer every single, you know, um, email and, you know, however you contact me, I'm very responsive. Amen. Thank you once again so much for being on the Thank show. Thank you, Denise. Absolutely. And much success to you and continued blessings. Thank you so, so, so much. I will definitely put the links to everything that you mentioned in the show notes. And once again, I appreciate you so much. Everybody, we thank you so much for listening. Remember to stay focused on Jesus and keep one another in prayer. And we will speak to you soon. Take care. Hey, family. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of The Gospel Underground. To learn more about us, visit us at www.thegospelunderground.co. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore gospel underground. Don't forget to join us in our community and continue the conversation on Facebook simply by searching The Gospel Underground Community. And last but not least, if you love the show, be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes.